Good morning, everybody. We are live this morning, Sunday morning. What's the date of today? June the 11th. Good to see everybody. Uh, it's uh, This is uh, a day that we all come together, a morning we all come together. It's it, it, it is a special morning. However, every morning should be a special morning as we gather and we praise God and we um, discuss God's word and ask the Holy Spirit to bring to us an understanding that we've never had before. And that's what I'm praying for right now, right here uh, in this uh, time together, every morning, uh, every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this is my coffee this morning. I'm going to have a sip. Thank you very much. Uh, and um, I'm just, uh, the door is open. We're waiting for people to come in. Hey, good morning, Shelly. Good morning, Kim. Uh, good morning, Maureen. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, can everyone hear me? Are we uh, reading out there loud and clear? Um, okay, so I, I, I'm not sure if Shanita's with us this morning or not. Not really sure what's going on there, but uh, uh if uh, if you are Shanita, you're welcome to come on in. Uh, and uh, we've got Denise here with us. Lori, good morning. Anthony, um, looks like oh there you are. How are hey, you? Hey, good morning. Good. Happy you to must be here. yeah. You must be in God's kitchen. You have a microwave right. in the background. There. <laughs> I sure do. All right, there we go, folks. You can tell this is a nice professional broadcast here. We've got the cameras flying all over the place. Um, so, Shanita, what, uh, tell it, you know, we went to last night, we went to a fifth, <laughs> I can't say it, many, many, it's, it was a, um, it was a uh, reunion, my class reunion of when I graduated, and I'm not going to say when I graduated, but it was many years ago. And I didn't recognize the people, you know, a few of them recognized me, I guess, because mm -hmm. of being in, you know, in music and movies, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I did not recognize the people. OK, they had changed. They weren't the same as the young kids running around as seniors in school. I, I kind of recognized their name, but I had to go back to their original picture to tie their mm -hmm. name to their picture. And then it got me thinking, it got me thinking, what if we had a spiritual class reunion? Okay, now think about this, folks. When you accepted the Lord and you were on fire for God, if you had a spiritual class reunion right now, say some 30 years later, would you be on fire for God as much now as you were then? Would people recognize you as a spiritual, I don't know, furnace uh, compared to now? Or have we had a burnout? And that was my question, Shanita. I started thinking, am I, am, am I on a higher level today than I am spiritually? Am I, is my flame lower or am I just the same? So for all the people who stayed locally, and interacted with the classmates throughout these years, those that flame would have burned brightly because of the recognition and the time together. So the more time 
that I spend in intimacy with the Father, then the stronger my flame will burn for him. Oh, that's a good point. Good point. Okay, I like that. Very good. Okay, um, so who do we have this morning? We've got uh, Raven. Uh, battle continues. Praise God. Yeah, you bet the battle continues, uh, Raven. We're going to be talking about raising the dead this morning, mm -hmm. and it's not exactly the way uh, what I'm talking about. Um, Shanita, do you remember the gambler, um, the song, The Gambler, Kenny Rogers? You probably, I'm not sure you remember that. Do you remember that song? You oh, got to know when. revived it for me. Know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Know when to walk away, know when to run. We're going to be talking about that song and how it applies to the Word of God this morning, The Gambler. Do you remember the Poseidon Adventure? That was an old movie about a uh, a, a, a ship that hit an iceberg and went down and people were trying to get off of it many, many years ago called Poseidon Adventure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, you're too young for all that stuff. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the Poseidon. How many people out there remember the Poseidon Adventure? It was a, a ship that went down and uh, people were trying to escape. It's kind of like the Titanic. Let me know if you remember it out there. All right, so Shinita, what do we got here this morning? Any uh, anything going on? Anything good, unusual? Well, we're expecting breakthroughs. That's, that's one of the words you've had from God about this morning. Yeah, yeah, we got we we we. The word I got from God this morning was: we have to go to a new. We must go. Time is so short. Mm. Uh, you know, Shanita, we're seeing all these. Uh, things happening with the government. Uh, we're seeing, I believe, the economy now is going to uh, crash. Uh, we've been through these, you know, scandemics. We've been through all of this stuff. And I really believe we're in the final hour of the final hour. And that's why it's important that God's people wake up. Um, so we're just waiting for everybody to come through the door and... Uh, and then we're going to start. Uh, so, Shanita, before we start here, any any news, anything you want to you'd like to share? Um, well, we're welcoming back, um, and I I think it's Mira. She says she's so sorry for her long absence. She was in the hospital the last two months. So we are delighted you're back with us. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a uh, you you know people think sometimes that we just come on and do an online broadcast okay we're just online but what we do folks this ministry what you see right now our time together i'm talking about you me shanita all of us together this is just a a small small little dot on the map the ministry is much more than this shanita spends i've seen her spend hours on the phone praying for people people would call in and they would say i I'm, i want to sign up to davidheavener.tv I'm having this problem. And then Shanita starts asking them how she can pray for them. And she's praying for them. And I know you guys have prayer requests. And I know that you all pray for us, you see. So what you see this morning, what you see on Monday evening, that's just a small dot on the map. This ministry reaches out. And I believe, I'm going to say this, Shanita, we've reached out to thousands of people. And I say, we haven't touched their lives, but God has used this ministry to touch people's lives um, don't you agree? Well, absolutely. And through the Bible study that was 
kind of spawned out of this where the ladies meet online together from all over the world. Lives are impacted and you know, through the underground, the connections that have been made there, people have been delivered and healed and prayed for. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you got a call yesterday and it was a, a someone's been following the ministry for years. Um, uh, she called and she said that her husband was in a veterans hospital and he was in such bad shape that they just gave up on him. They're not treating him. And she called and you prayed with her. Uh, he had been a long time listener, a long time supporter of the ministry, prayer warrior. And uh, we're going to pray for uh, this morning for Roy, right? Roy yes. and Michelle, right? And we're going to pray that he is, his body is restored. God wills, comes out of that hospital. Because just because the physical doctors stop working on, listen, listen to me, you guys, just because the hospital system, the medical system gives up on you, God has not given up on you. God has the last say. In other words, they go, sorry, there's nothing you, you can do, we can do. Just go on home and be with loved ones. Let me tell you something. Don't put a lot of merit in that. There's too many people, Shanita, Christians especially, that listen to a doctor tell them that's all they can do. Take this pill. That's it. No, we go to the great physician in the sky. We go to God. He's our number one. God will tell us when to go home and, and just live out the rest of our days. God will tell us that. Exactly. But no man's going to tell us that. Right. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. All right. Well, Shanita, let's come back to you a little bit later. Sounds we're going to do good. prayer requests. And praise reports. All right. There's uh, Shanita. She, um, uh, it's going to come back a little later. If you guys have prayer requests, praise reports, I want you to go ahead and uh, uh, I want you to be in chat with them. You can email them at uh, david at davidhebner.tv. We're here for you. That's what this morning is all about. All right. What are we talking about? Talking about this morning, breaking even. Are you as God's child? Am I as God's child breaking even? This is what I want to talk about. Breaking even. You know, I mentioned earlier that uh, I talked about the, the song, The Gambler. It was Kenny Rogers. And I want to pick a couple of verses out of this and tell you how it does not apply to God and God's power and God's word. Talking about a gambler on a train. And Kenny Rogers is singing about he's, he's, he, he's on a train, there's a gambler. And this gambler is giving him advice about life. You got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Now I want to go to this. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette and faded off to sleep. Somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. And in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. This is not an ace you and I are going to keep. We do not break even as God's children. I want to go to another verse here. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. 
because every hand's a winner, every hand's a loser. The best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. Folks, you and I as God's children will not die in our sleep. I pray we will die. We will go on to be the Lord as we're walking, as we're talking, as we're doing for God, as we're completing, fulfilling the mission that God has given you and I. This morning, it's time to raise the dead, starting with you and starting with me. Folks, arise, O sleeper. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. God, awake us, raise us from the dead so we can not break even. We don't want the best that we can hope for is to die in our sleep. We want to die. We want to come to you while we're working and on fire for you. There is no breaking even in the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. Nothing breaks even. There's nothing even with God. God is the winner. This, this song that says every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser is a lie. If you are a child of God and you've got the power of the Holy Ghost in your hand, every hand is a winner. You can't lose. You say, David... You don't understand this morning. You don't know what I'm battling. My, my, my husband, my wife is sick. My children, the family has been separated, alienated. I'm sick, David. I, the doctor said I have this and I have that. I, I, I just, I've got an addiction. I just can't kick it, this addiction. God does not measure circumstances. He does not base your salvation on your circumstances. God measures your faith, not your circumstances. Breaking even. We don't want to stand before God and God says, uh, well done, servant, you broke even. So you're a soldier. I'm a soldier. You're an athlete. I'm an athlete. What do athletes do? They compete. Why? Because they set out to win. A soldier wins the war. An athlete wins the contest. That's what we are. I remember watching a Rocky movie. You guys remember Rocky, the first Rocky? It was an uplifting movie. And I loved it. I really did. It was a great character. It was, you know, Sylvester Stallone. He was battling this, this uh, heavyweight champion of the world. And he was just some little guy walking the streets, I think, of Philadelphia. Didn't stand a chance. All odds were against him. So they thought he'd just be cremated in the first round second round, but all of a sudden they saw the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth round, the guy was still standing. And I love the show, but the end of the show was not applicable to scripture, applicable to God's word. I'll tell you why, because at the end, Rocky broke even. He won just because he wouldn't fall down. Folks, we do not beat the demons because we don't fall down. We beat the demons when we say, in the name of Jesus, I cast you back to hell. You will not return. God told me, said David, this morning, it's time to stop praying for protection. I said, God, what? 
He said, it's time to stop praying for protection over people. I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, stop praying for protection. It's now time to start praying for projection. Folks, we're too busy praying for protection instead of praying for projection, asking God to project us into our calling, into our ministry, into that which he created us for. Instead, we're hovered down with our hands over us as the enemy is beating the snot out of us. God, protect me. Soldier sits in a foxhole. The war's over. He's got his hands over his head. They said, soldier, you can come out of the foxhole. He said, no, I need protection. Why? Because this was a soldier that would not get out of the foxhole and attack the enemy. Folks, it's time for you and I to raise the dead, starting with you and starting with me. We are now awake. Oh, sleeper, I want you to go to Revelation 3, 2, and 3. Revelation 2, 3, 3, 2, and 3, to the church in Sardis, writing a letter here. To the angel of the church in Sardis, who writes, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. And let me explain something, folks. This applies to a dead religious system, but it also applies to you and I. Why? Because once we get to a level, we get comfortable. And God says, uh-uh, I'm not done with you yet. We're going to the next level. So he says, wake up, it's time. Verse 2, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. Folks, we do not want to stand in the sight of God and see our deeds unfinished. God has given you, he's given me, he's given us a mission, a task to do. We do not want to leave this existence and stand before God. And he said, almost well done. Well intended. Well attempted. Raise the dead. Raise the dead, God, raise the dead, starting with me, starting with your people. Raise us up. Show us the power that you have instilled in us. Let us use it. Verse 3, remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. And hold it fast. Remember what you've received. You have received the power of the living God. No, not your neighbor. No, not someone in your workforce. They don't know the Lord. It's you. You're God's child. You're the only one that can carry the truth. Hold fast to what you've received. You've received it. Now hold on to it. What does it say? Repent. David. Don't talk about repenting, because if you talk about repenting, that means that, oh, I must have done something wrong, which means that I'm a sinner, which means it's kind of embarrassing to be. I, come on. That's the six flags over Jesus mentality. Folks, you and I need to repent every day of our lives. I have to repent more than anybody, I think. <laughs> you see, if God can love me, if God can use me, he can use anybody. 
all right? You have no idea what I've done in my past, but God does and he loves me and he loves you right where you are. You say, David, I, I can't kick this addiction. Yes, you can. God can kick it. Because you don't want that addiction to kick you. This morning, we're going to raise the dead. The dead will come to life. That's the power of God in you and in me, and it will burn that addiction and send it back to hell. It will give you the wisdom to know how to restore those relationships that's been dismembered. It will give you the faith to know that God is healing you right now and that you will proclaim a miracle because doctors will look and go, I don't understand it. Verse 3 says, repent. But then it says, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and I will, and you will not know at what time I will come. This is God's warning to you and to I. Folks, I can't let this go out to a religious system or anyone else until you and I deal with it right here and right now. We are God's children. We're God's warriors. We carry forth the truth. Father, this morning we repent. We know that we are your children, but we also know that we have not come to life the way we should. We have not stepped up to the plate. We have not run the race the way we need to run it, that we have been looking and just praying for protection, not projection. But this morning we're praying, Father, that you project us out. Because you see, it's only when you are projected by God that you have protection by God. I want to say that again. It's only when you are projected out by God. In other words, where when you are where God wants you to be, even though it may not seem logical, though it may seem scary, dangerous, but God says you go. God says you do it. If you do it, I will protect you. But if you sit at home, oh, about the guy who didn't want to fly. He didn't like to fly. He didn't want to get on an airplane. So he said, I think I'll just stay home. I'm not going to get on that plane. He stayed home. But another plane that had taken off crashed and landed right on top of his house and killed him. You see, folks, if he would have been in the plane that God assigned him to and did what God told him to do, he would still remain. But because he wanted to stay home and play it safe, another plane just crashed. You see what I'm saying? We are only under God's protection when we are out there fighting the battle. When you're feeling the bumps, when you're in the war, when things look scary, when it's unassured, when the circumstances seem like they're against you, that's when you have the ultimate protection. Let's go to Romans 13. Romans 13, 11. Turn in your Bibles. Romans 13, 11. 
and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Folks, when I say salvation, it means that God saves us. He protects us, but we must wake up. Marine says obedience is better than sacrifice. He says, can, uh, 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 Sadie's girl says, can I ask for prayer uh, to cast this pain and depression out of my body? I'm struggling. Thank you. Yes. You can command a healing. Are there demons of disease? Yes. Can you cast those demons out? Yes. Can you cast them out of yourself? Yes. You don't need to go to Harvard. You don't need to go to some, you know, uh, religious uh, school to learn how to. As a matter of fact, they're not even going to talk to you in a religious school. They don't even believe in it. You command a healing out of your own body. You cast demons out from around you. You command those demons back into the pits of hell. Do it on a daily basis. Let it be part of your daily routine, just like brushing your teeth. You ever lay in bed at night and ready to go to sleep? You're asleep and all of a sudden your eyes up and boom. I forgot to brush my teeth. You can't go back to sleep till you brush your teeth. You've got to go in the bathroom, put some toothpaste on your toothbrush, and start brushing your teeth. Folks, if we're going to try to do that for our teeth, for, for things that are going to get cavities, and one day rot and go to hell, when I say rot and go to hell, I'm talking ashes. If we're going to do that for our teeth, most of us end up with false teeth anyway. If we're going to do it for our teeth, how much more would we not do it for our spiritual man? For our spiritual walk. Cleanse it. Cast it out. Walk into a room. Do a silent eviction. You spotting demons? Silently cast them out. In the name of Jesus, you're gone. Believe it. Believe you can do it. You don't need some exorcist. Believe me, you don't need an exorcist. That movie, The Exorcism, was a joke. Uh, you sit there and you start casting water on a demon or you start reading you know, Latin to them, they're just going to smack you upside the face. Well, they did. They threw the priest out the window. So at least the movie was true to itself. But you don't need an exorcist. You don't need some TV preacher that calls himself a deliverer, doing deliverance ministries. Yeah, there are people that have dedicated and devoted their life to delivering, to deliverance, but that does not make them some special qualified person that when they walk into the room, the demons go, oh no, here comes that deliverer. No, you are a child of the living God. When you have the power in you, when you have the knowledge in you, you walk into a room that demons tremble. Jesus never said anything about you had to be uh, some well-known uh, TV preacher educated to make those demons tremble. You can do it. Shelly, you can do it. Diane, you, all, all of you can do it. I can do it. Beside the adventure, the movie. Y'all remember, remember 
Shanita didn't remember it. Made me feel old. Come on, who remembers the Poseidon Adventure? Am I the only old person here? The movie, The Poseidon Adventure. Who remembers it? Tell me. Excuse me. Another drink of coffee. Mm. By the way, um, you, if you guys aren't members of David Hebner TV, uh, I want you to uh, go sign up right now. TV, And you can watch us. We're live on there. And it's free to watch this broadcast. But if you want to sign up, become a member, you get two months free. Uh, 30 days free anyway, free trial. Just go to TV. We have over 900 uh, uh, videos on there where we're just telling the truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God, I promise. Okay. We take no prisoners. We just tell the truth and many churches aren't doing it folks. That's why we're together here this morning. All right. Poseidon adventure. What was it? It was a story. It was a movie about a boat that hit an iceberg. It turned upside down. We're talking about a huge ship, folks, kind of like the Titanic, but maybe a little bit smaller. Yeah, Lori says, I love that movie. I remember it. I love the song. Yeah, I can't sing it or we'll get a copyright infringement, but uh, something about the morning after, right? It was a great movie, and, and it was a perfect example of today of, of Scripture. Why? Because when it, when it crashed into this iceberg, everybody's having a good old time, you know, huge ship, it flipped upside down, okay? Now, they had the knowledge to understand that to get to the top, they had to go toward the bottom. In other words, they knew the way they had to go because the ship had flipped upside down. However, along the way, this group of people that was heading up toward the bottom, if that makes sense, they ran into people coming the other way. And they tried to tell them, you're going the wrong way. Don't go that way. But you see, people were so used to heading to, <clears throat> toward the, 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 the deck of the ship, they went down. In its perfect example of this day and time, the good is bad, the bad is good, everything is upside down, folks. And unless we follow the word of God in the calling and the guiding of the Holy Spirit, we're going to be headed in the wrong direction. You want to know why? Look at every church on every corner. Most of them are headed in the wrong direction. They're doing the same thing over and over and again, expecting different results. That's called spiritual Insanity. Spiritual insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again. Saying, God, why isn't it working? Or, or worse yet, not even asking God why it's not working. They don't care if it works. They just think if they do it, God's happy with it. What's doing it? Going to church every Sunday? On Wednesday night, having some Bible study? Oh, yeah, well... Nice job there. Well done, good and faithful servant. You went to church every Sunday and Wednesday. Apostate church, by the way. No, these people went, they went up to reach the bottom. Folks, you and I are going a different direction. We're going toward God. Well, everybody else is headed to hell think, thinking they're going to God. You and I have to follow the guiding of the Holy Spirit in these last days. We're on a ship that's been flipped upside down. 
When society, when culture, when your workplace says, no, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and it's against the word of God. That means you need to go in a different direction for freedom. They said, David, I read the word of God. I read the Bible. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about reading the word of God. The problem with Christians, myself included, we've got to get it out, get out of our head when it comes to reading the Word. The Word of God is not letters and words printed on a page, folks. If you hold up your Bible, or worse yet, hold up your phone and you read the, the, the Bible on your phone, that was, that, that was not written by God. That program was typed in by man, probably some AI. That Bible that you, that you have, that was printed by some Baptist association making millions of dollars making money off Bibles. That was not made by God. However, what was in that Bible, what was on that phone, not the words, but the breath of God, that came from God. You see, God breathed on mankind. Man took it in, put it on paper for us to, to read, to understand, but not to know the words. To read what God is saying, and every word that we read is not the word that was written, but it's the word of God, if that makes sense. In other words, Scripture says the Bible is a two-edged sword. It is alive. It is breathing. When you're reading these words, you're reading a breathing uh, organism. You're reading something that's alive, something that pertains to your life, because I'll tell you something right now. Someone will read a scripture and it will mean nothing to them, but you will re read it and it will mean everything to you. Let me say that again. Someone can read a scripture and it will mean nothing to them, but you read it and it means everything to you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, got, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit would come and guide us and direct us. And how does he do that? Through the living, breathing word of God. If the Holy Spirit says, go jump off that bridge, well, you're not going to go jump off that bridge because you know that you're going to read Scripture and God wants you around and He wants you to promote and evangelize, cast out demons, uh, heal the sick, not go jump off a bridge. That's how we base if it's the Holy Spirit or not, by God's living, breathing Word, not the words on the page. Because that's what Bible students do, theologians, religious theologians, seminaries, we call them cemeteries. That's what they do. They read it. They memorize it. They analyze it. They chop suey it. They, they you know, uh, oh, yeah, they, gotta, they can go back in history and research this. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you make that your God, you're missing the whole point. You ever read something over and over again, then one morning you wake up, you read that same thing over and oh, one time, and all of a sudden, boom, God speaks to you. Explain that. It's unexplainable. I don't read a book over and over again, and all of a sudden I read part of the book, and boom, I realize. No, I don't do that. 
But I read the word of God that's living and breathing. Why? Because when you read these words, it is not words written 2,000 years ago by anyone. This is words. This is the breath of God that's breathing on you. You must understand. And that's why we are breaking even that we, when we go to God's word, we don't just read the words, ask God to, that you be engulfed in the understanding, in the guidance, in the Holy Spirit, in the guiding of the Holy Spirit. God, I'm reading this. You know what? We're better off. Don't, don't, don't read a whole chapter. I, I go to Bible studies and they want to read this whole chapter. Matter of fact, they want to read, you know, like three or four scriptures. Sometimes you're better off reading one scripture. Asking the Holy Spirit to come in and guide you and guide me and lead me to what we need to know. What is it we need to know? That's why when you go to Bible studies, a lot of times, especially in churches, they'll pull out a bulletin that was printed up by some association. Who knows when, who knows where, and who knows who's behind it. But it's a bulletin, and they go by that bulletin baby. How can you do that? How can you put God in a bulletin? How can you put God in some calendar? How, how, how? I want to know. God's not going to allow that. He's not going to be caged. All right, let's start closing this out here. Jesus said, greater things you will do than me. Let's talk about that. Heal the sick. I believe greater things. Yes, heal the sick. We're going to be able to have access to more people. We have an online ministry, reach thousands of people. But Jesus could have done that too. He could have snapped his finger and had everybody in the universe show up in front of him if he wanted to. So he could have done that. Cast out demons. Uh, You know, folks, Jesus could have snapped his finger and every demon would have been gone if he wanted to. Preach the gospel. He could have preached it. Everyone would have heard it if he wanted to. But what I want to touch on is the one thing he said that I believe is greater things we will do is raising the dead. Raising the dead. I think there's two parts to raising the dead. Number one, I believe, first of all, is raising the dead spiritually. We are now being raised from the dead, meaning we're being put into a level of spiritual understanding that we weren't before we started today, you and I. That's number one. But number two is now we go to people who are dead, spiritually dead, and we raise them. God uses us to raise them from the dead. But how will they come from the dead if we do not speak it? First of all, if we don't believe it, And folks, you don't need to go in with guns blasting and say, I'm going to preach a sermon to my family this morning who's all heathens and going to hell. No, it doesn't work that way. You go to God. You say, God, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, here I am. I'm ready to raise the dead. Show me someone who's dead. And let me raise them. 
You see, people are so concerned about raising people from the dead physically, and yet every there's so many people around spiritually that are dead, that are dying and going to hell for eternity. Well, that's the first part. Second part is raising people from the dead, but I believe that's going to come after you and I show God that we're willing to go out and raise people from the dead spiritually. Folks, you've been with me for a long time, many of you. Some of you are new, and we have been sounding this trumpet for so long, raising the dead, saying things the church won't say. And, and, and we're nothing special, are we? We're just willing to be used by God. And because of you, I'm sitting here, because of your prayers, because of your encouragement, because of your financial donations, because of us getting together, being together every Sunday and every Monday, because of you, I'm able to be here. And because of you, God has used us to raise the dead. I've heard so many people come to me and say, David, I have a better understanding. I was awakened. And now I'm telling others, folks, this is the greatest commission we could have is what we're doing right now this morning. What's your mission? What has God given you? Are you doing it? Are you living out the life that God had scripted for you? You know, I talk about this life, this existence. is uh, It's like a movie. It's God's movie. And you're a character. I'm a character. We're starring in his great movie. But one day this movie, one day this movie will be, it will be over. It will come to a halt. It will stop. They will stop filming this movie. There'll be no more scenes to film. It'll be over. And the question is, will you stand as they're watching this movie in heaven you call the Academy Awards, call it whatever you want. It's God's Awards. Will you watch yourself on that screen and say, I did what God wrote. I played the part. I played the character that God wrote for me. I stepped up to the plate. Or will you look at the movie and all of a sudden the screen is blank because someone didn't show up? If you're like me, you... You went to God and you said, God, I, I repent. I know you made me with your own hands. And I know I'm your child. And I know I have a purpose. I know I, uh, you have a plan for my life. But in order for us to be projected, for in order for us to be protected, we must step out and do what God told us to do. We must trust Him. Holy trust Him.
Only trust Him. Only trust Him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. Come every soul by sin oppressed and there's mercy with the Lord and He will surely give you rest by trusting in His Word. Sing it with me. Holy trust Him. Holy trust Him. Only trust Him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. So, David, I want to trust Him. But it's so hard. I just don't feel like I am. I'm worthy to stand before God. You know, you're right. You're not worthy. Neither am I. But just where you are, as you are, who you are. God wants you right now. He has his arms open for you. You say, David, I know God has a commission for me and I know what I need to do, but I'm scared. But I'm telling you right now that if you'll say, God, will you project me? God will protect you. David, I don't have the money. You don't understand. I'm living, I'm, I'm one step away from homelessness. In my father's house are many mansions. Don't you worry about a place to live. God has you covered. David, I'm sick. You don't understand. I wake up, I'm hurting. God's healing you right now. I believe there's a miraculous healing if you'll trust Him. You see, it's impossible to please God if we don't believe. Not believe that He exists, but believe that He is a rewarder of those that seek Him. Right now, you're seeking for a healing, and you're expecting a great reward. You may have a loved one that's laying on a bed, and the doctors say there's nothing they can do for him. But God's ready to do that miracle if you'll just trust. For Jesus shed his precious blood, rich blessings to bestow. Plunge now into the crimson flood. That washes white as snow. Holy trust him, holy trust him, holy trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. Don't let that movie, don't let that, that filming end. 
the Lord comes back and don't allow yourself to watch that movie and you see that you didn't show up. Don't let that happen. God's given you one more breath, one more day. Let's project and he will protect. There's someone out there listening right now. David, I don't know the Lord, but I want to right now where you are. You say, Father, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that the only way to heaven is through your son, Jesus Christ. And I believe that you sent him to die on the cross. And Father, with everything I have in me right now, I'll do everything I can to follow Congratulations. You've been born into the kingdom of God. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. God has chosen you. Holy trust him. Holy trust him. Holy trust him now. He will save you, He will save you, He will save you now. You know, churches used to have altars. But Satan's taken them out of the church now. There's no place to walk to the front. Take it on your knees and say, God, forgive me. I've sinned. I need to be washed clean. But right here, right now, there's an altar waiting for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. Get on your knees. There's people right now, I believe hundreds, maybe even thousands, getting on their knees right now. Repenting, God, we, we give it all to you. And you're being cleansed. Because you're trusting. If you've got a prayer request, I want you to send it to Shanita and hopefully she'll come back on. And that says, thanking God every day that I have found you, Pastor David, Sister Shanita. I finally found my church, my family after 11 long years. God bless you. You know, some months ago, God spoke to me and said, David, You've been complaining about churches for a long time on Sunday morning. I said, yes, Lord, I have. They're not telling the truth. He goes, well, you're going to start doing it. I said, what? He said, I've appointed you on Sunday morning. You will gather with the people and you will bring the truth. And this is what I've been doing. And because of Nanette and Shelly and many of you out there that have testified, it's only showing me that that was God's voice. And like I said, I'm nothing special, but I just thank God that he's able to use me. And I thank God for you that you're here with us every Sunday. This is where God lives, folks. This is where God is moving. So Shanita, do we have any uh, prayer requests? 
Oops, we are praying for Renee's surgical procedure, for Lori's prodigal daughter, for Clay's wife Denise and daughter Candace, for Mary, for Mira, for Cindy, and the other requests, we will see those and pray together on Tuesday night. We want to welcome each of you who is here for the, well, all of you, and thank you to Shelly for helping out, and a special welcome to our new viewers. And so you can email to admin at davidhebner.tv, and we're just really thankful to be able to be together with you. Amen. Thank you, Shanita. Stay with me as we pray. There might be some other prayer requests come in. It's so important that when people request that we put their name out and lay it out before the Lord so we can all pray with them. Folks, this isn't about me praying or Shanita. This is about all of us coming together as a body. And we had a request for All Fly Away. We thank you, Lord. We're praising you this morning for sending your people and letting us gather together. Right now, in Jesus' name, Father, I'm lifting up the people that have asked for prayer, asked for healing, both emotional, mental, spiritual, physical. We're commanding healing right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your son, we're commanding that healing in the same way that your son commanded healings. We stand on the blood of Jesus. Father, the same blood, the drops of blood you saw come out as your son, your only son, hung on the cross in the place of me, of us. We stand on that blood because there's power in and Father, just letting you know that we believe that the only way to you is through your Son, Jesus Christ. We proclaim that. We stand on that. And we believe that the, of the power that's in his blood. Thank you, Lord. And there's children out there that need prayer. The children caught up in human trafficking. Father, we lift them up to you right now. Children that are facing abuse. There's children caught up in the foster care program, Lord. And there's some dark stuff going on. We're praying for them. We're praying for protection. There was a little seven-month-old baby that got kidnapped yesterday. They sent out an Amber Alert. Father, if that baby is not back in custody, we ask right now for protection around that child. That you'll bring that child home. We're praying for mothers all across the world that are thinking of getting rid of their babies. God, will you touch their mind? Would you put a stop to the slaughter? Lift up each and every person listening to the sound of my voice. Show them their commission. Thank you for waking us up, Lord. 
We praise you. We thank you. And we trust you. She needed to have anyone else that's come in. For Edith's brother, for Ruby, for Devin's dad, the Desert Storm soldier who was in town yesterday, and one of our prayer warriors was praying several hours. The Lord had laid her city on her heart, and she said, Father has that same heart cry for our city where we are. So we're praying for the harvest of souls in our community. Amen. That's so powerful, the harvest of souls in our community. We're going to sing this one more time. Sing it with me. Only trust Him. And folks, when you sing it, don't sing it as a song that you've sang it before, but sing it as something you mean. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. Only trust Him. Now we trust you, Lord. We believe. We thank you. For you will save us. Lord, you have saved us. You have saved us now. Yeah, you have saved me, Lord. You have saved me. You have awakened me now. Praise God. Shanita, are there any last requests here? That's what I'm seeing at the moment, but I okay. will catch the emails and we will be praying tomorrow, uh, Monday night and Tuesday night. All right. Thank you I'm so much, Shanita. for you participating and for exposing. It's, I feel like it's a form of repentance when you say in chat, I'm addicted and I need help. And yes. That, yes. That God is honoring that. Yes. Bringing yes. God, God, let me tell you something. God is honoring your honesty, folks. Mm -hmm. This is where the devil has gotten into the religious system. And people have lied. There's been pornography in the church. There's been alcoholism, drug addiction, child molestation in the church because people have kept it in. They have not laid it on the altar. Why? Because they took the altar out. So when you say... I am addicted. I need help. God hears that. We hear that. We come together. We pray for you. Because, folks, let me tell you something. Everyone has some form of addiction. If you don't, I'm hanging out with you because I'm going to walk on water with you. <laughs> Everyone has addiction. Some of it has hurt and controlled us more than others, but we have it. Some people have addiction that's, uh, that's actually uh, uh, condoned by society, by the church system. Mm -hmm. You hurt, you, 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 you're sick, you, you ask God, you lay it out before God's community. We're here for you, it's a hospital. I can lay out to you my problems. I have, I do it all the time. This is your family. It, we love you and we appreciate you. Yes, you and you have awakened. God bless you.
Um, Shanita, I just want to tell everybody if they want to help support Last Evangelist, uh, they can go to lastevangelist.com and we're making an episode two about the vaccine. Okay. Um, and uh, a powerful, powerful message. Very yeah. Compelling. Yeah. Very Thank you. And I have to do this every time because, and I do it not because I'm trying to sell things. I, I want you all to have this information. Okay. Even if you don't have money, but suggested donation is on the website, eight hours of footage of the things we talk about eight hours of, uh, like, you know, a lot of speakers on here, a lot of speakers, demonic possession, astral get this. Okay. This is episode one, last evangelist. Get it, get it again. If you don't have money, you let us know. We want to get this stuff to you. These are two new books, How to Use Your True Power in These Last Days and the Story of My Life about Mind Control in Hollywood and much, much more. Uh, you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can call 844-806-0006, or you can text the word chosen to 91999. If you'd like to support the ministry, uh, both in prayer and may maybe become a, a monthly partner of finance uh, financially, uh, you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give, or you can call 844-806-0006. I love you guys. I, I just so much appreciate being here with you. I consider it an honor. Thank you for allowing me to come in to your space and to your place for this time. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, we'll see you tomorrow night. Don't forget, go to davidhevener.tv and only trust him. Trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. All right, I love you all.